Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Night fans, so sorry you missed the live show, but this replay is brought to you by Gordon and Partners. Gordon and Partners are dedicated to the pursuit of justice for those who've been wrongfully injured at no fault of their own. It's important that you get legal advice directly from somebody you trust, which in our case is Michael Hoffman, a UCF alum. Contact Michael directly at 407-913-5350 or visit the website fortheinjured.com. Don't just trust anybody. Trust a fellow knight. Trust Gordon and Partners for the injured. Hello, Night Nation. Trey Strelko here. Welcome into the Sons of UCF Live, remote from the Celeste Hotel on the UCF campus, joined by Adam Eaton, we're in the same space, not in two boxes. Where the hell are we, Trace? I don't even, I'm so confused right now. You, of course, in town for the spring game. That's correct. Welcome back to UCF. It's been, a, it's been a while since I've been back, Trace. It's fun to be back in Orlando. We're on the campus, which is always fun. So, got a sun. By the way, I got some sun today, if you haven't noticed yet. Yeah, not the smartest decision by the both of us. Did, did you have sunscreen on? I did not have sunscreen Shameful admission, no. I had it in my car, though, <laughs> not on my actual face. We were at the Eagle Creek Golf Course in Orlando, Varsity Knights, uh, Golf Classic, dozens of football players, sponsors, boosters out there, head coach Gus Malzahn, and some legendary Knights. What a great time it was. It was so much fun. It was, it was great to see those guys in a different environment, having fun, playing golf. Obviously, they're competitive on the football field, but they were competitive on the golf course. You had some guys out there really trying to win. Some groups, not so much. Some groups found the beverage cart, but you saw a <laughs> lot of guys who were really competitive. A lot of good golfers out there. Blake Bortles is, was really good golfer. I was surprised uh, yeah, at that. No, no, I wasn't surprised. So, I figured swings left-handed, which I did not see coming. And Gabe Davis was out there. Gabe Davis, also a really good golfer. We had some interviews that we're going to post on the Sons of UCF YouTube channel. Cheap plug to subscribe to that. But we caught up with some of the guys today, and yeah. we have a little sound we want to share. We do, you. Trey. So obviously, big news, Big 12. This is our first spring game going into the Big 12. So we asked a couple of guys you may recognize to give their opinion on going to the Big 12. Man, I'm fired up, man. It's, it's something that we dreamed about, something we talked about when uh, you know the Frost regime was here. And you know, just to see it coming to fruition, you know, this first year, I'm excited. And, you know, just talk to Coach Henshaw, you know, they're they're aiming to go win a championship year one. And, you know, that's the mindset that these guys got to have. It can't be, you know, let all this hope to make a bowl game. Let's hope to beat this team, that team. Uh, it's, 
know, this is a championship program, and you know, the guys that are here today playing golf instilled that, and just to see Coach Henshaw bring that mindset to the current offense, you know, it's awesome. I think it's awesome. I think everybody's excited for it. You know, I know as um, you know, as an alum. Uh, that it's something to look forward to, you know, a root and support regardless of what conference they're in. But uh, I think it's pretty cool to make that move and um, uh, looking forward to it. Proud. Oh, it's absolutely I'm very excited. Uh, just uh, looking forward to some of those big games, man. This is going to be absolutely great. And you're no stranger to big games. You know what they're going to face in some of these environments. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's going to be tough. But uh, I think we're ready for it. I think we've been ready for it. And I know Coach Gus will have the team. Totally ready. A lot of goats there. Too many goats. It was like a goat farm, Trace. But again, it was so cool to catch up with those guys, uh, watch them play some golf, kind of let their hair down a little bit. A lot, a lot of guys not having hair. Sorry, Trace. Uh, but it was still good to see a lot of guys letting their hair down, having some fun today. So that's why Adam and I were a little sunburned today out at that Eagle Creek golf course. And uh, that we will have more for you on the Sons of UCF YouTube channel. Good to hear from those guys. Of course, spring game. We're going to talk a little bit more about that. But a boom today, boom. Adam. Yeah. By the way, we were right near. We got inside Coach info. Gus inside on. info, yes. And why did he, on the 13th, not tell us that? And, of course, not paying attention when he hits the boom. We should have known about this one. I didn't see a phone in his hand. I'm not, I'm not throwing conspiracy <laughs> yeah. theories out there. I didn't see a phone in his hand. I don't mean, maybe on the, on the ride to the, to the green, he hit the button trace. I don't know. You could feel the, sh the shake a little bit though. No. Well, this is, middle or is that Dante hitting the drive? <laughs> it could have been that. It could have been that. Some yeah. drives. This is middle Tennessee defensive back to Corian Patterson. I was surprised by this led the nation in interceptions last season with seven. Of course, that's probably more. I don't remember the exact stat more than the Knights had last year, right? They only had a couple. Yeah, it wasn't, a, wasn't a lot. But look, here's the thing. Obviously, you know, secondary is a position group that we know. We've got some young guys, some transfers coming in. Uh, this clearly shows that there, there's still some flux there. I hate to say this, guys. Transfer portal opens on Saturday. Maybe there's this is foreshadowing to something. But anytime you can bring a kid in, we've had success at, at guys at quote-unquote lower-level schools, Trey. So this could be a, a good pickup for the Knights. Obviously, the secondary, always a good opportunity to, to get some, some fresh blood back there. So we'll see what Leagues, Leesburg's own DeCorian Patterson can provide us. So that big boom today and, of course, the spring game, a glorified practice in the bounce house Friday night at 730. Knights or knots? Your shirt says knights. Is that a tip off to which side you're rooting for? No, I just didn't have my knot shirts available. <laughs> tonight. I mean, I had a lot of, a lot of sun, Trace. I don't know what's going on. No, look, I, I hope both teams have fun. <laughs> Good time at by all. Yeah. Of course, uh, going to be a little bit of a different format, uh, two 12-minute quarters to begin. But the, the drama really begins a little bit earlier with uh, baseball at 5 o'clock and – Quarterback John Rice Plumley, uh, likely Manning center field before the spring game. Is he still doing that? Yeah, wow. doing yeah look, I, I, you know, we say this all the time. Obviously, you know, JRP is what he is as an athlete, but the amount of dedication this kid's giving to both sports, and he's not taking any time off. He's not taking plays off. He's, he's giving it his 100% on both sports. It's impressive, Trace. I, I'm curious to see how he pulls it off. I don't know if we'll have a camera crew following him from John Leono Park down at the bounce house, but it's, it'll be impressive to see him pull it off. And I hope he has a good game in both. I really do. I mean, I, I hope he gets a chance to show out because it's a really unique opportunity. And I hope we get some publicity out. Of it. I don't think a lot of star quarterbacks are doing what he's doing on the baseball diamond as well. All of the UCF current head coaches and assistant coaches out at uh, the golf course today. We spoke with Darren Hinshaw, new offensive coordinator, a little tight lipped, uh, didn't give us yeah, a lot on yeah, the handicapping yeah. of quarterbacks. But earlier in the week, we spoke with head coach Gus Malzahn during the media availability, and he talked about what he's learned about the offense so far during spring. Of course, we have a new coordinator. We're putting in a lot of new uh, install and all that, and it's been a whole lot of install, but our guys have handled it. 
uh, pretty well. Um, you know, we, we talked about pushing the ball vertically down the field. I mean, that's really the focus uh, this spring. I feel like we've accomplished that. Um, you know, we're going to have a good running game. There's no doubt about that. And I think it's also been good for our defense. We're going to talk with Leo Rodriguez, our very own, in a few moments and a little more preview of this spring game. But what I'm looking for is you've heard Darren Hinshaw, Coach Malzahn, talk about positioning of the quarterback and their feet and staying in the pocket more. I want to see if we see some of that uh, come during the spring game. Yeah, he's made that a, a big emphasis on all his press conferences, Trace. I mean, Mike and I in the podcast as we played the clip of him talking about the, the rhythm of quarterbacks. Uh, spoiler alert, when, when you hear our conversation with Mackenzie Milton today, he talked a lot about having somebody who played the position, coaching the position, and how big a deal that is. So I'm curious to see to your point, the fundamentals against the little things. It may not be the thing that lights the scoreboard up, but building those healthy habits, um, as, as Coach Hinshaw often says, I think it, it could pay off in the long run. So let's see what our quarterbacks have under this new tutelage. And of course, and Mike said it well during the podcast this week, you asked Mike him. Mike did? Mike did. Wow. And by the way, we should mention Mike Hi, was Mike. scheduling conflict, uh, not able to. He's holding up the camera. That's why you just can't see him right now. Uh, he said the most important thing for him, though, is the team getting through this without any injuries. And, yeah. and, and that is huge, especially areas of need of depth. You don't want to see anybody get hurt. So uh, that, that's very important. Yeah, every year. I mean, that's always a goal for us. But here's the other thing. There's always going to be one breakout player. Every year there's somebody who after spring game, those who were there are talking about this person, message board, tweets, text, whatever. I'm curious who that breakout player is going to be. You know, a couple of years ago was Greg McRae. He had a great spring game, and we saw what that led to. I think two years ago, R.J. Harvey had a really nice spring game. So curious to see who that breakout star in the spring game is this year around. And who's the guy that has a great game that by fall we don't hear much about? There's always one of what? those. It'd be well. so negative, Trace. No, I'm just saying, oh, my goodness. Right? I mean, too much sun for you. Yeah, there's a little too much sun. Yeah. Well, I mentioned Leo Rodriguez, who's been covering the media availabilities. Uh, he, We're going to bring in right now to talk a little UCF football. Leo, we just saw you at the Celeste Hotel, and now here you are in the boxes. Yeah, it was, uh, I was actually my first time meeting Adam in person. So I was. Uh, it's, a, it's, a pl- it's an honor, really. It really it is. <laughs> were you surprised that he asked for an autograph? Is that? Uh... I'm used to that by now. I'm used to I'm just glad he had pants on. That's what oh, I was told. Yeah. <laughs> so. So, Leo, let's talk about uh, this spring game, and you've been covering the team throughout spring camp. What's one or two things that you're going to have your eye on during the game? Yeah, two things straight away has got to be the quarterback competition and and them slinging the ball, you know, throwing the ball vertically. Um, I said in one of the podcasts that I was on on, on Monday – uh, getting he the dropped ball. that in there nicely, didn't he? Yeah. He's booking <laughs> other shows. Yeah, getting the ball to all the receivers and seeing them work, uh, guys like Javon Baker, Kobe Hudson, we obviously know what they're capable of. Uh, we want to see guys like Xavier Townsend making plays. Chauncey Magwood really wanted, wanted to see how Darren Inshaw uh, installs those guys into the offense and, and what plays and what type of plays are, are – they're going to be they're going to be running up. Another thing I want to see is the offensive line and how they match up with the defensive line and that battle. Just the, the battle in the trenches is is really important because obviously, as we know, UCF lost a lot of offensive linemen um, either to you know running out of eligibility or transferring. But it really is important to see where that battle and who wins that battle in the trenches because we will know what our forte will be moving on and into, into the fall. 
You mentioned defensive line. What else are you looking for from the defense uh, under first uh, head, first defensive coordinator, first year defensive coordinator, Addison Williams? Uh, it's got to be the secondary. Uh, definitely the secondary. You know, you guys mentioned uh, DeCorian Patterson committing um, to UCF, transferring from uh, Middle Tennessee. That's huge. That is huge for, for UCF and, and the defensive back department. Uh, turnovers need to happen on the – if it's a fumble interceptions or whatever they can, they can get, but the secondary is something I want to see flourish. We saw Corey Thornton struggle a bit last year, uh, especially against the two lane game. If you guys remember, he had a little bit of a, of a struggle with that game and, and he's supposed to be the senior cornerback of, of the team. So I want to see Nakai Martinez also show out. He's an exciting name, young guy. Um, he looks like he could be a leader for the team, even in his sophomore year. So um, that secondary is is a little bit of a question mark, but I think Addison Williams is doing everything he needs to to uh, make sure it's, it's succeeding. Leo, we were talking earlier when you were here at the Celeste. What what you what's your take on the format of this game? Right, there's going to be a, a playing time. It sounds like, and then there's going to be competitions or skills of some sort. What are your what's your take on the new format, and what do you think that you know fans will be able to see by like looking at both the game and the skills, you know, assessment competition, whatever you want to call it? Yeah, I think this is uh, great. It, I think innovation is always great, especially when it comes to the spring game. Obviously, we've heard a lot of the rumors about playing other teams, you know, playing other schools, other local schools. I think that this could be a step forward to that. Um, we'll see, you know, fans out there uh, with coaches from from the sources, from what I've heard, um, fans, you know, having the opportunity to kind of call plays and, and be able to see the POV of the coach and be on the sidelines and see what it's all about. Um, I think it also gives the fan a better of understanding of what happens on the sidelines instead of just, you know, oh, well, we're going to call out this player because he wasn't doing this right or this this coach doesn't know what he's doing. It, it gives the fan a better uh, understanding of, of what the football is, of what football is all about on the sidelines. So, Lee, I know you're on campus a lot. Do you have any sense of, of what the crowd might look like? Again, a Friday night, a 7.30 night game. Any sense of maybe what the crowd would look like? Any, is there buzz on campus as you're talking to some of your fellow students yes. about, about going to the game? Yes. Uh, this is actually one of the spring games. You know, I've been at, at different universities across the state, and this spring game was He spends all a year the, everywhere, Adam. I yeah, heard, he's, I he's heard about him. I've heard the, about him. The publicity um, and the marketing that's being put out there for, for the spring game has been great. Uh, the knots versus the knights, you know, it's getting people to talk about the mascot and what mascot should stick for forever. And the the students are actually uh, looking forward to. I have some of my friends that are actually looking to forward to see the the QB competition is a big talk around campus, so they really want to go out there and see what that's all about. But yeah, this is one of the spring games that I'm actually pretty surprised hearing what I'm what I'm hearing from people. You know, that they will actually want to go and participate and in uh in this band friendly spring game well let's talk about quarterbacks a little bit right uh, there's some thought that john rice pumley is that era apparent and that the battle is between thomas castellanos and timmy mcclain for that second spot where do you stand on this do you think it is as clear cut as that uh, how do you see this breakdown we've seen jrp running out with the ones and tommy with the twos how do you see this and what are you looking for at the quarterback competition during this spring game yeah, the uh, QB competition is definitely not clear cut. 
I'll tell you that now. Last year, it didn't seem like it was clear cut. We saw what happened with Mikey Keene and, and JRP go right down to the wire one week right before the the, the, the season started. Then they made a decision uh, making JRP that QB one. But really, I I gotta say that this year it might be a little bit closer just because of the development Castellanos has made uh, coming off a of year one. He he was put in tough positions last year to kind of be that quarterback. Um, obviously, it was because JRP got injured, but uh, it was important. It was good. It was good uh, playing time for Castellanos, and I think that he'll give he'll give uh, JRP a run for his fun, for his money. And with Timmy McLean, it's it's been a, a little bit weird with Timmy because we don't hear much from Gus, and we also don't hear much from from Hinshaw on Timmy McLean. Um, it's almost hard to kind of get a, a, a perception of where he's at right in 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 a battle because only hearing Timmy uh, maybe once every press conference, but we hear a lot of the the competition between uh, JRP and Castellanos. So um, what I'm going to look forward to in, in this QB competition this spring is the simple things that Hinshaw has been talking about with footwork, with not – running out the pocket the second things get hard. Uh, just look at those things because it's important to see they're actually improving on them, not the flashy plays. They're going to come. I think they're going to be there. It's a spring game. We're not looking at, you know, a hard-hitting competition here. Um, it'll be competitive. Don't get me wrong. But they're, they're going to be there. The plays, the big explosive plays are going to be there, as we've heard from Coach. There, there have been explosive plays and scrimmages. But please – Pay attention to the details of the quarterback and how they move in the pocket and the comfortability and everything that Coach Inshaw has been talking about. I'd say most fans feel comfortable about all of the guys in the running back room. And it seems like yes. I mean, you want as much depth as you can now, how everybody's going to get touches. And we'll talk a little bit more about maybe some guys that might enter the portal. I think, Leo, the point and my biggest concern is what do we have on the offensive line? But at the running back position, what, what are you looking for? I mean, who's that Isaiah Bowser? Is it natural to think that it's just going to be Jordan McDonald? Yeah, I mean, I think there is something there with Jordan McDonald and being that uh, next Isaiah Bowser. He, uh, he actually said in, in one of the pressures last week that uh, he looked up to, to, hit, to Bowser's game and he actually learned a lot of things from Bowser's game. And I think he can be that guy. He is a monster. You look at him, he's, what, 6'2", 6'3". He weighs... Big guy. Yeah, he's a big guy. He's a big guy. So he can be that power back that UCF uh, wants and needs. Um, As far as the other running backs and talking about the transfer portal, and and it's reasonable to talk about the transfer portal when it comes to the running backs because you guys got like guys like Johnny Richardson who could really be a starter at, at any other program maybe not higher than UCF or a higher quality than UCF, but he could definitely help another program out with his abilities and, and, uh, and what he can do with his speed. He's a, he's really a flashy running back that could, you know, go to any other university and help out even as a, as a running back too. Um, so I am going to look forward to seeing what Johnny Richardson does. If he does submit him, his name into the transfer portal, just because, he can be a guy that that's important to another team. But of course, who can block in that running back room? And that has been a question maybe a little bit around Johnny Richardson. That is a long way of determining who gets playing time. 
Yeah, for sure. Leo, do you have any sense of how long some of the quote-unquote established starters might play? I mean, like a Josh Seliscar, a Tremor Morris-Brash, uh, Lokai Palue. Do you have a sense for how long some of the established starters might play in the spring game? Yeah, established starters, we're looking at uh, Draymond Morris and, you know, Josh Seliscar. I, I don't see them playing more than two or three series. I, I just can't. It's a, it, it's, a, it's a game where I think Gus and all the staff is looking to see what the other guys can can contribute what and what their talent can do. And I think they know what Seliscar is capable of doing, of what Morris Bash is doing and all those guys. And I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, JRP is in for – a series or two and let's see what Tommy has. Cause obviously from what I've heard is that second half is going to be uh, fan friendly, right? So they want to make sure they get some serious reps before that second half comes around that way, Tommy and, and, and uh, JRP can get those serious reps and even McLean. So um, we'll see, we'll see how, how they run it though. All right, Lou, every year there's a breakout player, somebody who stands out, whose name kind of gets out there, maybe a name we weren't expecting. I need your prediction right now. Give me your prediction. Who's going to be the breakout player? Whose name are we going to be talking about all week after the spring game? Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say Xavier Townsend on, in the, with the receiving core. Um, I see a lot of talk with uh, Hinshaw, you know, installing plays uh, designed for him and, and in the running back room look no further than DeMarcus Bowman because that's it's all eyes on him for the spring game just because of all the hype that we've been hearing you know in, in the press conferences and and he's got he's got to show out in the spring game even though even if it's for just a couple of, of drives he'll uh, he'll definitely have a lot of eyes on him so uh, we'll see what DeMarcus can bring on the defensive side of the ball uh, I already mentioned Nakai Martinez uh, look out for him um you know, he's, he's a, he was a true freshman last, last season. So, you know, he, as a sophomore, it's a, still a, a big step for him to, to have a good spring game and, and you know, even have a, a good season in the fall. So those are the guys I'm really looking forward to seeing. Those are the breakout players. We've alluded to the transfer portal. There are going to be some names likely, right, that enter that portal uh, when it opens. What's a name or two that you're not going to be surprised about? For me, there's got to be a running back yeah. <laughs> that enters yes. that transfer yes. portal. And like I said, uh, Johnny Richardson, he seems like a very ambitious guy. We talked about his goals in the, in the press conference. He's convinced, and myself, you know, that he can be a, a guy that can go over 800 yards, close to 1,000, if he's on, on, on the right team. And that's what he's looking for. Might not be – UCF, you know, that, that he wants to stay at. So um, RJ Harvey looks like the solid um, one-two punch. And obviously there's going to be a compliment, a complimentary running back there. And that could be DeMarcus Bowman. Uh, that's what it's looking like right now. But obviously I can't discard anything that Hinshaw might, might look at uh, moving forward into this, into the fall. All right. We'll end with this Knights or knots who you got and why? No, you don't know who's on all the rosters, right? But Knights or not? Yeah, I'm going to go Knights. I, I'm a traditionalist, so oh, I, I like will this. say I, like I, uh, I, I like the Knights. I like the Knights to take this one. But um, We're planning team coverage of this one, Adam. We are. Uh, with me in the press box, Leo, right. we believe, will be positioned on sidelines. Leo's planning some uh, different things that he's going to do for coverage of the game. Uh, we're not quite sure the rules and how much video we're allowed to upload or photos, but we're going to hopefully have Leo on the sidelines 
some of that stuff that he'll have on his Twitter and that we'll be able to post on YouTube. So team right. coverage wow. from the Sons of UCF. Look at us. Leo, we I, appreciate all the work you have been doing, all of the public appearances and other shows that you're now doing for yourself and the Sons of UCF and just razzing you. So uh, we appreciate you being live with us. And, you know, we're going to be here for the next uh, 40 minutes or so. So uh, swing back by. Maybe we'll grab a drink absolutely in the wow. bar and you know, drinks, drinks oh it's treat leo's treat <laughs> oh okay. yeah, come on down there leo yeah <laughs> and anybody that wants to, to come hang Hurry out with down, us yeah. um Jeez. we're staying in the cell, here at this last number of the varsity nights are staying here that participate in the golf tournament can be here for the, the spring game and the activities including the uh, the yard sale on saturday so mm-hmm. uh, we're gonna be hanging out in the bar come in and join us leo we'll see you in a bit yeah, and as always, it's an honor to represent Sons of UCF, even if it's on here or in other podcasts, always an honor. Um, I will say one thing, uh, making it a real quick announcement. I will be outside the stadium after the game. Uh, so if you guys are watching this. We all will, Leo. And you, guys, <laughs> no. and you guys see me out there, I will be with a mic, and I will uh-huh. be recording, and I will uh-huh. want your opinion. Unite Nation, I want your opinion on what you saw out there. Oh, and uh question. yeah look forward to look forward to that all right leo we'll see you out at the stadium you've been warned all everybody right, guys. all right see you leo hasn't he been on twitter long enough to know you can't ask people for their opinions is he ready for that not after a game where i assume some people, people are going to be, be doing, drinking yeah some, some, <laughs> actually i think brian peterson has it more correct maybe leo's gonna be signing some autographs oh, maybe that's why yeah. he's trying to drum up some autograph business out there Hmm. So spring game, Leo and I'll be there. You're going to be there. We got—I uh, forgot that team coverage. Yeah. You're going to have that fans. I'm going to have that fans. I'll let you know the the beer line and and how long that is. What the seltzer flavors are. I got you covered on that side. Mike no, will be no watching it on the street. Though. Oh, that's not yeah, nice, Trace. That's haven't you drama. A, haven't you pissed JP Gilbert? What are we doing this week? That's uh, that's a sensitive subject yes, yes, uh, yes. about it not being. I mean, we we saw Gus today. We should have asked about that. Uh, I think that may be. You were too busy with the birds. Oh, the Sandhill Cranes. Friends, I love them me, on the golf friends, course. Friends, let me tell you something. There are some UCF greats walking all amongst <laughs> us. And this guy right here sees some Sandhill Cranes. They're, all, they're baby Sandhill Cranes, too. I don't really care. Veers left and is just <laughs> over there just shooting tons of video while some of the, the greatest players of all time in UCF history are playing golf. I don't know what happened. I'm Plus still in shock. the uh, about 15 minutes of terror when I dropped my phone <laughs> out of the golf cart. <laughs> Yes, it may have been my fault to hit that bump a little bit too hard on that one. My driving, not bad, right? I got us from place to place. Thank you. All right, thank you. It's tricky. Yeah. So, spring game, and you and Mike, of course, breaking it all down on uh, the next episode of the Sons of UCF podcast. Um, Of course, big story this week uh, has been about UCF baseball, and uh, I've been fortunate to have those one-on-one conversations with head coach Greg Lovelady here the last couple of seasons, and and you followed this uh, in message boards, and of course, uh, a viral moment, uh, rumors, it's, it's difficult to corroborate uh, that, you know, there have been allegations made by a former player, and I certainly didn't anticipate, right, that um, my question, what's going on, how's it being handled, would take off quite like it has. Sure. Uh, UCF coming out with a statement on a Wednesday night from uh, head coach Greg Lovelady saying that this has been looked into. There was a suspension of a player and uh, all of the story really uh, took off far more than I and I imagine coach Lovelady expected. And it's been a distraction this week and unfortunate it went as big as it did. Yeah, I mean, it, it obviously it's a, it's a really nuanced situation, a lot to it, right? And, and, and there's a lot of layers involved. And, you know, I, I think a, 
a simple conversation kind of got itself in and and the ether of the internet which is the the, the 2023 motto in some respects so i'm certainly glad we have some, a little additional clarity from coach love lady and hopefully we put this behind us and focus on the rest of the baseball season and focus on winning ball games and that's ultimately what we're all trying to do right is root for ucf to win so you know glad we got some clarity hopefully this you know takes a takes some some time for folks to understand more what happened and then we can move on to the next Knights had a challenging week last week, right? They are at uh, top-ranked, uh, you know, top-25-ranked Miami. They're at top-25-ranked DCU. Things did not quite go so well. Tuesday, though, they yeah. were in DeLand in Volusia County to face Stetson. Great outing by Cam Leiter. Knights win that game, and then they welcome in Memphis this weekend. After the game, had opportunity to speak with uh, Cam, and, uh, you know, what a heck of a performance, and he shared a little bit about that. I'd say just working the fastball curveball. Um, I didn't throw my changeup as much as I'd like to, but that's just the game. Uh, you know, the fastball curveball is working, so I threw it. But I, really, it was just getting 0-1. Once you get 0-1, I'm, I'm in the driver's seat. When I can throw that curveball 0-1, they start chasing. And the high fastball, those guys are kind of on the plate, so I tried to pitch inside, jam them up a bit. They got a couple hits off it, but I had some success, so just keep on going. That's his first win. Uh, this year. Yeah. He's talented. Yeah. Uh, six innings pitched, uh, five hits, one run, one run, seven Ks. His control was there. Yeah. And that's something I want to ask uh, Stephen Branco, who's part of the ESPN Plus broadcast. He'll be on the coverage this weekend. We've been talking about it, Stephen. Oh, and we're waiting for that kind of breakout moment for Cam. Maybe it came Tuesday at Stetson. Yeah, he looked great. Uh, he had all of his pitches working, as you heard. Uh, he wished he threw the changeup a little bit more. I do think that's his best pitch. Kind of gets all of his other pitches back in line. But we saw him in the zone. His command was there. That's been the issue, right? He's been yanking off on some of the fastballs, you know, missing down and away to those right-handed hitters. And so he's able to get back in the zone, throw some strikes, mix really well. And that was – if that's what you're going to get from Cam later on a weekly basis, this pitching staff is, is going to start elevating itself. You're going to start to see a different side to them. You know, Coach Lovelady has been talking about this. Just consistency. You see good performances, but it's the inconsistency. What was also of note – Tuesday at Stetson in the win, the defense was strong and that really backed up Cam. Yeah, they played really well. Um, it, that, that was probably their best overall performance, you know, offensively, defensively, and pitching, putting it all together in one. Uh, they kind of finally did it, right? You know, there's been games where they put up, you know, 15 runs or something like that, but they're giving up 12 or, or they're, you know, they, they pitch really well, but they make four errors behind them or whatever it is. They put it all together and they played really well as a whole, which was great to see. Uh, and hopefully this is what they just take into the rest of the season from here on out, ride that into it and just keep that going and keep that success. Stephen, obviously it's been a rough stretch for the Knights. Is this a situation where one win means more than just one win? Is this something that kind of gets them back, you know, in a, in a good headspace and kind of you think can propel them going forward? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it doesn't take much to propel a team moving forward. It's It could be something very simple. It could be uh, a performance that you finally put it all together. It could be a motivational speak. It could be um, – anything really just it could be somebody that's you know out there talking smack about you or something you know it doesn't matter it could get you back on track one way or another and so um a game like that could really help those because they've proven now you 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 could put it all together right home run hitters when you hit your first home run you start to see them coming more and more because you've, you've proven you could do it and so they've proven that they could do it and put it all together in one piece and and hopefully that just carries over yeah, this isn't a question, more of a statement, uh, Stephen. Uh, Matt Cedarberg hit a bomb, right? Speaking of first yeah. home runs, he hit a bomb on Tuesday night. 
Yeah, yeah, that was uh, so. Matt Cedarberg's a kid. I've actually known him for a long time. I've known his dad since I was in high school because he's a scout for the Rockies. And uh, man, he had a really great junior college career at the College of Central Florida, and the numbers just weren't translating. And I think it's because he he went to Southern Miss to play. He didn't get a really a whole lot of time or a fair shake there, and so he, he transferred out and came to UCF. And now he's starting to, to mix in with what they do and how they do things offensively. And I think he's starting to feel a little bit more comfortable. You're starting to see better at-bats out of him throughout the year and as it's gone on. Now it's tough to be a pinch hitter like he's done majority of the year, but when he gets his starts and he's getting three, four at-bats, he's starting to figure it out a little bit. And most importantly, some production out of the eighth spot in the yeah. lineup for a change, right? That has been a difficult spot for Coach Lovelady yeah. to find something that would work there this season. Yeah, figuring out one of those corner outfield spots and, and that eight hole has been kind of their nemesis. And so to get something out of that, and, and like you said, the defense was still good on the other side of it, even moving some guys around like they had. And so it was it was good to see that. We saw Andrew sending two home runs. You know his bat. He caught uh, in the midweek game at Miami. Kind of expected to see him catch at ECU. It was supposed to be a Thursday, Friday, Saturday series. The threat of weather and rain, and they dealt with all sorts of conditions. End up with a doubleheader on Thursday. Three games in 28 hours, and Ben McCabe was behind the dish the entire time. But Coach Lovelady said that he thought he was the best one defensively back there. What do you expect from Andrew Sundin behind the plate? Yeah, he, he needs to be able to mix in and, and give McCabe a break. He he hasn't done it in a while, right? He hasn't done it since last season, really. And so with the, the offseason injury and all that that he had, he hasn't really caught a bunch recently. And so he's still working his way back into it. But his main goal is to be able to give McCabe a break long enough to where he can catch him, catch up a little bit, catch his breath, let his legs get under him a little bit. Um, and because you're going to see if McCabe is catching every game, you're going to see his legs start to get heavy. You're going to see the production and his numbers start to drop a little bit. And that he's a cornerstone to that lineup right now. You can't have that. And so he has to, McCabe has to be able to be himself. So Sundin has to be able to take some of the load off of him. So he's just got to lock in a little bit more. There's a few times where uh, there's a few pass balls here and there. He gets crossed up on a couple of things. Um, just getting locked in back there and really. Uh, getting used to those pitchers too, because he hasn't been, he hadn't had a chance to even catch him in bullpens a whole lot. He hadn't been squatting at all because it's a hip injury. And so um, he's just going to take some time to get used to those guys. And then he'll be, he'll be much better once the season goes on. All right, Stephen, each week we're obligated to ask you a John Rice Plumley question. So here's this <laughs> okay. week's JRP question. Do you have any sense yet for what his, uh, his schedule is going to be on Friday? Is he, is he playing a full game? Do you have any sense of, of maybe what we can expect from JRP on the baseball diamond on Friday? I think the, the, and I don't know this to be true. I would guess that he's going to play a full game of baseball. Now, I think they're hoping and praying for uh, the the Knights to jump out on top and, you know, have a 10 run lead somewhere and then they could send him on his way in the sixth inning, you know, something like that. But um, I think that from what I know, the plan is for him to play uh, as much as they need him to play. And he's been fantastic this year on the diamond. So, you know, I understand it's the spring game and it's the spring game. So, you know, baseball comes first and it's a, it's a Friday night uh, conference series. Now, if they were playing uh, a Dartmouth instead, you know, it's a totally different story. Right. And so it's conference weekend and it's, it's a big deal. And if, if they're going to make a run, they got to win Friday night. So. Well, yeah, speaking of that, obviously we, we need a, a turnaround in the conference slate right now. Give us a scouting report on Memphis. What, what can we expect out of this Tigers team coming to UCF this weekend? 
Yeah, they got a couple guys that can scare you in the lineup. Um, they got they got some guys that got a little bit of pops, some guys that got some some wheels that can run. It's a very athletic lineup. Um, and then they got a couple arms on the mound that uh, as starters have had some success, and then a couple of back end guys that throw some cheese. So um, they they got some guys. They could put it all together. I mean, you're talking about a team that just this past week, you know, how well Stetson the Stetson game went for UCF. I mean, Memphis just went to Ole Miss and beat them midweek. And so they're going to try to ride that into this weekend and the rest of the season, just like UCF is trying to ride their Stetson game into the, the rest of the season and the weekend. And so they got themselves a, a great motivator uh, and a great a confidence boost beating Ole Miss this past week. So we'll see. It should be a good weekend. Reliable Friday night starter Rudy Gomez moved up the doubleheader. And, you know, Coach Lovelady and Coach Marath had to manage the bullpen there. It seemed like, you know, there are a lot of – challenging balls that got into play in his outing and then they let him out there 12 runs you know that's not the Rudy Gomez we have seen on Friday no. I'd expect a bounce back game from him uh, 100 percent yeah I mean it's 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 definitely uh, it was an off week um and and defensively behind him I think we had kind of talked about it a little bit there was a couple of um plays that that kind of went against them and so um you know it just it just didn't fall their way that day and so um i think we'll we'll see we'll see a, a different side of him well and that's going to happen right you're, you're just going to have one of those games i'm still trying to understand maybe my coach coaching staff is as well ben vespi what have we seen from him so far because uh, you know he hasn't with injury it has not been the season that he or the coaches had expected but i think there's still a lot of potential with him for the rest of the run yeah, you've seen flashes of who he is and who he can be, uh, and and I think that's what they're just they're hoping for it to click and for him to get back fully into who he is and who he was for this team last year down the stretch. And so I, I think you'll get down to that, and I think it'll um, you'll get to see that from him. He's just a guy that his fastball gets on guys a lot quicker than they expect. It says ninety ninety one on the scoreboard, but it, it, for some reason it looks like ninety five. And uh, his off-speed stuff is is really good. He just has to be around the zone, and he's got to keep the ball down. And, you know, the ball gets up in the zone, and guys get hit. And, and he's seen that a couple times so far. And so he's been working on that, and he, he's looked much better at times. And, and so I think they're just trying to get him back to where he was last year so that they could really go on a run. All right, Stephen, the off-the-rails questions of the week. Yeah, they're coming. here. They're here. Obviously, just celebrated Easter this past weekend. Can I get your ruling on peeps? Are you a peep <laughs> fan or no? So when I was younger, I was a peep fan. Now, okay. I'm not sure I could take a bite of a peep without throwing up because mm -hmm. of how yeah. sweet it is. I mean, it's literally, you're literally just taking, you might as well right. take a, a bite of sugar, like take a spoonful of sugar and just eat it. Yeah. I mean, it's the same thing. Are you and against so cotton I, candy too? I, I don't do it. I don't, I don't really have the cotton candy. I'm not, my kids like the uh, cotton candy grapes. That's mm, their thing, you know, and I'm a fan of fruit, so that's that's something I would go for. Not so much cotton candy as it is, but you know, uh, peeps, not anymore. Back if you ask seven year old me, yeah, for <laughs> sure, give me like six of those things and I'll bounce off the walls for a week. But now, no chance. All right, second one for you. I need your Easter egg hiding philosophy here, right? So <laughs> imagine you have a group of eight to 10 year olds. My wife and I had this conversation. Her idea of hiding the eggs was just putting them on top of the lawn, right? And I'm like, no, they got to go under our rock. They're going to be in the mailbox. I mean, we have to make some, you know, make this, make it worth their while here, right? For eight to 10 year olds, what is your Easter egg hiding philosophy? Do you want to make them work for it or make it easy? Yeah. 
Oh, you got to make them work for it. I that age group. Yeah. See, I got a five-year-old. Okay. I have a, a, a one and a half and a five-year-old. So it's different now. Like I have to put it not in plain sight, but enough to where it's still fun. Cause if it's just like, Oh, pick it up, let's go pick it up. No, you gotta, yeah. gotta be different heights. You know, something's gotta be up on a shelf every now and then a couple might be out of their reach just to, to keep them on their toes and, and some need to be buried under the rugs, couch cushions, all that for the five-year-olds even. So when you get to eight to 10, I mean, it's really gotta be, I mean, it, yeah. it, it should be in a shoe box in your closet that you haven't mm-hmm. opened in three years. Like that's where it should be at. <laughs> and that's that's where they that's the one that should have a hundred dollar bill in it and that should be the real challenge they don't find it you keep the hundred dollar bill i'm just saying yeah this is these are things that um we will do in my household yeah have you ever hidden an egg and then you forgot and then like a year later you find this random egg someplace in your house yeah and i'm hoping it's not the one that's got some chocolate in or something like that because then that's that could be a problem depending on where it's hidden. It could have melted yeah. chocolate at that point or jelly beans. Uh, those mm. could be an issue. I'm hoping there may be a coin in there of some sort. You know, we do some coins for the kids these days in the in the eggs. That's an extra fun one for them. Uh, my kids don't know any difference between a penny and a dime or a nickel or a quarter at this point. Smart. They just see that yeah. it's shiny and they're good. So, you know, that's that's kind of the route that we go with that. Is it just Branca children that can participate in the hunt for the hundred dollar bill? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> egg, or is that I mean, open yeah, to uh, I'm just saying, and, and I know it's after Easter, but uh, we're so not far I, from you. I Adam like, and I are not now at the Celeste Hotel on a live remote. We're not far puzzles, from your house I mean, if they yeah. haven't found that egg, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, no, that see, that's not. We haven't done it this year. We'll make them work for it in, in years to come. And so, you know, it's uh, it's just it's it's in it's in the future at least. Baseball game at five on Friday, welcoming in Memphis. Mark Daniels on the football call for uh, this uh, spring game. So you're going to be paired back with Eric Lopez. I like listening to you uh, in, in my earphones uh, during during you know baseball games, and I'm going to carry you over to the football stadium. So you're going to be on on the cast this weekend. All right, great. That sounds good. I mean, that's look. I look forward to it. Uh, I'm I'm really looking forward to just getting out there and being able to to just watch a game because I feel like there's been so much more off the field type stuff that we've had to worry about and talk about and listen to and all that. And so, you know, I just, I'm just excited to see the players in their element, coach Lovelady in his element and just go out there and play and do their thing because that's all they want to do at the end of the day. Right. So I'm excited for them to do that. All right, Stephen Branca, we appreciate you being with us again this week on Suns live. We'll see you out at the ballpark. All right, guys. Thanks. Thanks, Stephen. I think he's completely right. Yeah. After the week and, What's that? what's going on from the? Well, I think he's more right about the eggs. You got to hide those eggs really well, Trace. That's the best <laughs> point he made the entire night. Uh, so five o'clock on Friday before the spring game. By the way, these baseball games. I mean, it, it can be a well pitched game right. of yeah. two hours and fifteen minutes, but these games can also go three, three and a half. You know, we've been told by head coach Gus Malzahn, two twelve minute quarters. Let's say the baseball game is tight. Mm. in the sixth inning what, what what happens i mean so everybody when you see thomas castellanos or timmy mcclain come out first let's just calm down about who's qb1 but don't you think i mean he needs time to warm up he needs time to get his uniform taped up pads on is there a cutoff time you think for a 7 30 start 6 45 no matter where the game is 
I mean, I think based on what Steven said, I mean, it sounds like that's the priority game for him this weekend, right? Is, is finishing out the baseball game. I mean, Leo had a good point on, on social media. What if this goes to extras, right? What if, what if it's extra innings? I think his priority is going to be the baseball game. If there's something going on in the back half of the spring game, and maybe that's the part JRP can participate in. Maybe it's something kind of fun. It's, you know, maybe they're hiding Easter eggs. I don't know, but I, I think the priority is going to be the baseball game. Um, and again, I think Stephen brings up a great point. It's it's a home game. It's a conference opponent race. I think that's going to have to be his priority. As much as we'd all love to see him run around and shells throwing throwing balls, you know, against a, a spring game defense, I think the priority should be the in season sport, which is baseball. You know what I also like about this? I know it's we're calling it a spring game, and there's festivities and there's tailgating. It's a practice, right? And it's not the end practice. Correct. There are yeah. some more practices scheduled, so they're going to clean up what they see in this one. It's going to be interesting. Cameras are going to be on that. When does JRP exit baseball and head over to football? To me, that's the fun part, the backdrop of this that I'm most looking forward to. Yeah, seeing. look, I mean, UCF's always pretty um, progressive in their coverage of social media stuff. I think this is a great social media viral moment, right? I can see this being on Twitter and, you know, kind of the Superman situation where he comes in a booth and comes out in a football uniform. I think there's opportunity for UCF to uh, um, to do something unique with it. And again, hats off to JRP. I mean, I, mean, I went out and walked, you know, three holes of golf today and I look like this. JRP's <laughs> playing two sports at a high level and doing it really, really well. So, I mean, the kid is, is doing a fantastic job. And um, for whatever you think of his, his ability to throw the out route, he's a great representative for Night Nation. Planes? Trains? No trains. He hasn't been on a train yet. Planes, automobiles. Yeah. That was last week. I don't think a train has been in the mix. No, no. 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 It, when that bright line's going from yeah. South Florida to Central well, Florida. He, he, look, that's your, his dog Kenny is going to be out of a job. <laughs> if we're going to go bright line. I don't need that trace. Give Kenny a job, will you? All right. So baseball gets the win Tuesday at Setson. Welcomes in Memphis. Uh, you know how the Knights have not taken a series on the weekends. Uh, this is an important one. One in yeah. five in conference play. I'm not we saying they got a sweep, but. We, we need to win the series, at least. They gotta, they gotta bare minimum. Yeah. Softball run rules FIU midweek, uh, 9-1. Knights uh, move to 25-18. Uh, They're still 4-2 in the AC. Travel to Tulsa. Uh, we mentioned Eric Lopez. We he did. has been filing reports for us. Now, a caveat on this one. It was windy out at uh, the softball complex. Look, so you know, he's a, a professional. He's a professional. He just charges right through that wind trace. <laughs> it didn't stop him at all. He just powers right through that thing. Let's hear from Eric Lopez. All right, guys, here at the Plex, right from the left field lounge in the background. FIU, 9-1 in five innings. Shannon Doherty, who received her order of Pegasus prior to the game, hit her solo the sixth of the year lead team. She's fourth all-time with 26 home runs. Chloe Evans, two triples in the game, six triples on the season. Only Tiffany Lane has more triples than you see uh, in the single season. UCF softball history, Tiffany Lane with eight triples, Chloe Evans with six. Knights offense was clicking. Sarah Willis, four shutout innings to get the win. Now the Knights, winners of six in a row, 25 and 18, will go on the road for the final time. UCF will play at Tulsa for a three-game series. All these games are big. UCF's RPI 33. As we talk, that RPI is going to probably take some hints here in the coming weeks with the opponents. So very important for UCF to keep this momentum they built uh, going forward. So hopefully the Knights can uh, take care of business. Final trip ever in Tulsa. I don't think anybody's going to miss Tulsa, Oklahoma personally, but that's just me. So Eric Lopez here, guys. A beautiful day here on this windy day, on the day where they honored uh, Autism Awareness Day as well. Uh, great cause there today. Great crowd here to watch UCF beating FIU. They take on Tulsa this weekend. All right, guys, back to you. Eric Lopez, so cool. He's got to wear shades. 
<laughs> that wind, though, did not bother him one bit. Your jokes aren't as funny when, when, when you're not on a camera. I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, are they funnier when we're in a triple box? We'll talk about it later. Uh, yeah. Uh, so softball uh, out at Tulsa. And nobody in any sport, right? Is UCF in any sport ever going to sketch Tulsa for anything ever? There, someone should be let go from their jobs if they schedule Tulsa. That just can't happen. We, you know, planes, trains, automobiles to get to Tulsa. We don't need that. All right, go around the kingdom before we welcome back an old friend, uh, <laughs> uh, Athletic Director Terry Mahajer, who we spoke with today. A little name drop there at hey, the Eagle yeah. Creek Golf Course, announcing longtime rowing coach Becky Kramer has uh, stepped down. So uh, she was put on a leave of absence, and uh, UCF particularly vague on that. She's had great success, several conference championships, rowing now in a search for a, uh, a new head coach. So that would be uh, second coach hired by Terry Mahajer after Coach Messer for, uh, for women's basketball. Also, uh, women's tennis beat South Florida today. Okay. So that's six points in the Warren I-4. Takes it to 40 to 20. Mm-hmm. 43 wins it outright. That trophy ain't never going to Tampa. No. Right? Keep it here. I'm just glad you didn't ask me a rowing question because I was really th- afraid you're going to throw it to me and ask me my rowing uh, analysis, which I had. I'm going to wait for you to ask Mike that. Fair enough. <laughs> on the podcast. Fair, fair enough. This fair enough. Yes. So I wanted to mix things up. Mm-hmm. So we talked about hot takes and we had the crackling uh, face, yes. fire. Uh, I still have that sound. if you want to throw no, that no, on no, here. No, okay. We're good. Okay. We're good. Maybe it might drown out Gloria Stefan <laughs> just playing loudly I over love, the speaker I here. I love during our live remote here from the Celeste, yeah. the uh, piped-in hotel music. Yeah. But there's been a clamoring. Mm. Would you say clamoring is the right word to return? There's been a small to- faction of people who have been very oh, vocal gosh. about a change that they think we need to make. So Small. So small. We, we bring back questions. Uh, do we have any sounder? What do we got? We got anything right. prepared for this? It's back by popular demand. It's that time again. Time to open the Brian W. Peterson Sons of UCF mailbag. There's a lot it's of never en- going to not make me laugh. There's a lot it's of never. enthusiasm. Really he is. needs to lay off the hot sauce at Wendy's. I saw that <laughs> Wendy's order. Brian, go see a doctor, but also gold <laughs> shirt. I don't know if you noticed that. He's on this gold crusade. He is. Yeah. I'm with him on gold. The we, right gold. We had this conversation today with somebody whose name I can't remember right now. Was, there you go. Yeah. The right gold pant and the right gold jersey makes sense. The O'Leary gold that wasn't really gold, that needs to go. But the right gold, in, in moderation, Brian, like you should do with your Wendy's order, by the way. I'm with you. We begin with, hey, a guy that's watching us live right now, emptiness. Who's, uh, do I have him just ask a question right here? <laughs> just pop into the I liked his first question. One of the hot takes coming back. He's just ready to get rid of the Brian W. Peterson mailbag after its return. Again, there's a small faction that, that really wanted it back, <clears throat> Brian. But, I mean, I think there we, you know, we could flip-flop back and forth. I mean, I don't know. The hot takes don't work when it's just me and you, though. We need Leo. We need a, an appearance by, by Mike. Maybe we need to bring people in for hot takes. If it's you and I, it just doesn't work very well. Yeah, we, yeah. we mixed it up. We have brought back questions. But uh, the actual question is, attending the spring game for the first time, how much playing time given to each quarterback? I, I think Thomas Castellano starts because baseball is still going to be going on. And this is a big moment. He, he posted on his social media that, uh, you know, sort of indicating it's a big moment for him to, to shine. I mean, we can't read too much into a spring game, but there's a moment of opportunity here. Yeah, if I understand the rules right, it's going to be two 12-minute That's not very quarters quick. in the first yeah, half. Right? So that's long. 24 it's... minutes of game time. And, and it could very well happen where JRP is still that's transitioning from the baseball diamond, too. So I think you're going to probably see a, a fairly, you know, uh, 
you know, call it a, a, a 40, 40, 20 type split, right? With, with JRP, that's not 100, is it though? 40, no. 40, yeah, 40, okay, 40, 20. 40, 40, 20. Yeah. Um, you may see something like that with JRP not getting a lot of reps, but look, I think we all want to see Thomas and Timmy, right? We've heard a lot about them. We want to know kind of what we have at the quarterback room. We know what JRP is. I think we all want to see if there's improvement, but if you're going to judge him off a of spring game performance, I don't think that's the right thing, but I'd like to at least see what do we have in those two other, other quarterbacks. We haven't seen a bunch of them. Um, we haven't seen Timmy McLean at all in the proper uniform and not wearing ugly green. So I think we just need to see that, and, and I'm okay with that if that's what happens. We've been talking about the portal earlier in the show. Any chance a quarterback goes into the portal? Hmm. I don't think any of the um, any of the three we any just of the main about. three. No, right? Because I mean, JRP already used a transfer, although he may be a grad transfer. Timmy McLean obviously just used his up. I really hope Thomas doesn't doesn't leave. So unless you're, you're talking a walk on, um, but I, I'm going to go no on quarterback. No. Uh, at two letters, two words, Robert. Uh, do you like the format for this one? Half a real game and half. What we're not sure, but uh, we heard today out at the golf course, uh, they're, they're promising some surprises there in the second half. I, I'm TBD, Robert, because I need to know what the second half is going to look like, right? I need to know what that's going to be. Is it going to be at least fun? Is there anything I can take out of it? It's something unique that it's one of those things where you kind of had to be there because you have to. You're not, it's not going to be on the on TV, right? So I need to know what that is. So I'm TBD right now on the fun stuff. I need to see what that is first. Do you like the idea you saw it talked about during college football this week about maybe playing another opponent? Auburn's trying to mix things up, sucking up one team up 24 nothing. Would you be interested in playing a FAU or I would, FIU yeah. instead of what we're going to see on Friday night in whatever form? I would, yeah. I think that actually would be a little bit more appealing to the fans to have a, you know, quote-unquote real game of some sort, right, where you can play against another team. Look, NFL teams do it all the time in spring training or spring practice, right? They play other teams at a practice. I think we could do something similar in college football. Uh, at Spursy night, uh, top three things that you're looking for. Let's uh, alternate on this one. I mentioned it off the top. I, I want to see if we've seen now the implementation of Darren Hinshaw's uh, offense a little bit more, but in particular how they hang in the pocket when they face some, uh, some pass rush. And are these quarterbacks going to be live, yeah. right? Yeah, we great question. I don't yeah. know. I, I, I don't know if that was asked of Coach Malzahn. Uh, and if we know that clearly, they may have missed that. I don't think – I don't. I haven't heard it if that's the case. But, I mean, we talked a lot about Darren Hinshaw. Let's not forget Aston Williams, also a first-time coordinator. So how has this defense changed, if at any, right? I think a lot of us lamented – what we thought was soft coverage in the secondary. Didn't get a lot of pressure on the quarterback under the previous scheme. Are there going to be appreciable changes we can see? So a lot of focus on Hinshaw, rightfully so, on the offensive side. You know, points put butts in seats. But I want to see, how is this defense different under Aston Williams? And then your point now, next point for you. Injuries. I don't want anybody hurt. I don't want anybody injured. I don't want anyone sort of pushing the limits here. Let's have a good, clean, fun game. No injuries. I think we've, you know, we've been, you know, knock on wood. A couple of guys were dinged up from what we saw, Trace. But no injuries. Let's get out of this end clean. We didn't spend much time in this show talking about wide receivers. It seems like there's some depth there, but what are we going to learn about how those positions shake out? And I know that's something that you and Mike talked about on Monday. And we know that maybe the top two guys, but maybe some of the other spots and you've got some new guys like Trent Whittemore. Yeah. My, my third one is who's going to be the breakout player and on the, on the podcast this week. I, I predicted Chauncey Magwood, uh, a guy that was on the podium this yeah, week. We got fun. to, we got to, to hear from him for the first time transfer coming from, I think it was Kentucky. Um, so he's going to be my dark horse, you know, kind of name to know. So I think the third one for me is who's the standout player. I'm going to go Chauncey Magwood, Leo earlier, Forget who we picked now. Probably should have been paying attention when he said that to me out loud. If you pick somebody, just trust me on that one. Trace, do you have somebody that you think? Um, Bowman. I want to see. I want to see the the talk now with him. Okay, that's who I'm interested in seeing. And one area we haven't talked anything about. You know, I asked Coach Malzahn about it on Tuesday. 
whether Colton Boomer, how how's mm. he doing out of the boot? And I don't think we're going to see him. Uh, Again, nor nor should we. This is not a time to, to push somebody. And you know right? what you have from him. Yes. But what do we have from other kickers? Yeah, this is not a time uh, so to, to push somebody. How much work will we see from special teams? And, and the sorting out of spots uh, yeah. in the return game uh, interests me as well. And, and what we will actually get to see. Which reminds me, Leo said Xavier Townsend was his player. That's right. Way. Yes, that's right. We it's stickler a, for accuracy on the Suns. Oh, yes, yes. Uh, Brian W. Peterson, I mentioned when he sent in the comment that we would see if we had time. Do we have time for the Brian W. Peterson? Uh, I mean, we got other, questions. other questions to take uh, no, on the screen here. Okay. With new All offensive right. and defensive All coordinators, which side of the ball sees the most improvement in 2023? Which is interesting. Well, that, I'm not going to answer it in the spring game, yeah. and, but it's an interesting. Well, that, that's, that's a question of where, where are they starting from, right? I think at the end of the year, both the offense and defense were scuffling a little bit. I think a lot of that, though, on the, def- on the offensive side was JRP's injury and, and kind of a, a, a rookie quarterback, if you will, in Thomas Castellano. So I think the defense has the biggest room for improvement. So I'll go defense on, on that one. Uh, Zebels UCF, one of my favorite. Love Zebels Twitter handle. Yeah. Sounds like Bowman might be a real football he might player. Be a football you know, player, that's yeah. the coach yeah. uh, Gus Malzahn ism. But UCF is his third school. Now I like him. I like him. But are you smoking that sweet, sweet hopium when it comes to Bowman or tossing it in the skeptical receptacle? I mean, you had you that's win, a great yeah, that's a great phrase. You win the word choice of the week, uh, Zebels. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, look, I think everyone's saying something really, really positive about him. He's the unsolicited. You're hearing his name in press conferences and podiums from, from some of the players. I'm not concerned about the the two three school situation. It was Clemson and Florida, right? Who wants to go to Florida anyway? So I, I give him a pass on that. And basically, he, he just came from Clemson, so. I'm good with that, but I'm going to trust the people who are seeing this stuff happen day in and day out, Trace. That's the players. They're not going to go up there and talk somebody up who they don't think can play really well. So I got to imagine he's making some special plays. We saw the video of him jumping over a human being. That was a great play. Yeah, human beings being jumped over is not something you see all the time. So I'd love to see that in a night uniform this fall. I can guarantee. I can tell you that. You posted a video on social media of jumping on that box I did. in your yard. It was 40 How in- high can you go? It was 40 inches. I'm not going to lie. Um, I don't know if I can jump <laughs> a human. I mean, I don't. we have some humans laying around here. I don't. Actually, we don't. <laughs> This thing open still? Um, yeah, I, not a human. I can't jump a human. Is um, it open, by it, It's still open. Uh, the bar is open. That's all I need to know. Uh, yeah, That's we'll how I was really what I was At Patrick Nurse, FDW, what's the one item you like to get in the yard set? Now, are you going? Now, you just said before the show, yeah. you don't want to, you might get all so, excited at this yard sale. And yeah. And you spent a lot of money. Yeah. Are you going? I'm concerned how much about, money? I'm concerned about my wallet. It's been through a lot lately. Um, my plans, actually, I just found out, may have changed a little bit for Saturday. I may have a window to now be able to go. I need to clear that with the finance committee at the house, though. That's the biggest issue right now. Finance committee, if you're listening, I just need a limit. That's all I need to know. All right. Let's not put a cap on this. Ooh. What is something that you'd want? Uh, of course, you don't know what the full selection, which, by the way, might have been something UCF could have teased a little bit. I think bit. that's some to items. Be, I thought I saw that that will be coming out in the – um, in the sit and talk by SJ Tui, I believe he mentioned there will be some form of an inventory lift that's coming out, or maybe it's maybe it's only to shareholders or somebody of a select oh, maybe some group. Folks but I think know. there's there's something out there. Yes, my answer though would be a helmet. I'd love a nice moon space helmet if they have any of those laying around. Um, I think it's a unique item. You know, jerseys I have a few of those already. Uh, you know, shirts, you know, pants, hats, whatever. Those are all cool. But I, I helmet the space, the moon helmet with the craters in it. That would be my my pick. What's your most prized possession of UCF memorabilia? Um, it used to be the backdrop of the show, Trace. It was the Dante Culpepper signed jersey that I have. Um, that's probably my, my most prized possession, UCF-wise. 
Mine's my sons of UCF hat. Does that count? It's not in your head. It, wasn't, it wasn't in your head I did today, not wear it clearly. It was at, on mine, by the way. At UCF, yeah, you, how'd you get so sunburned in the face then? You had the hat on. All Can we go on to the next question? Okay, at UCF. Johnny Dawkins tweeted a video. Blink twice, Johnny. Remember that when we had the guest and we got the comment? Was that Mario? When we had the guest it was Auburn? Mario. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, he supported the Kingdom NIL. Did Dawkins just get the memo about NIL? And Dawkins has Twitter. It was not the best produced uh, no. video. I'm not sure the phone rang off the, no. the hook. They Listen, got to do a little bit better job, I think. In when, the when you're going to put a video out where you're essentially asking people for donations, the phrase toothpaste out of the tube <laughs> probably shouldn't appear in the script anywhere. I don't know who RV Buzz is, by the way, but he may be or she may be my new favorite listener. What's the uh, what's the comment? Who is Brian Peterson? <laughs> is he a part of the show? <laughs> is the correct question, why is he a part of the show? Uh, we'll find out. We'll yeah, find out. I yeah. Might, uh, how much is he paying for that spot? Not enough. No, I mean, yeah, I mean, uh, at Mr. Matt Dolan asking, is UCF Mike going to pay Trace to go over to St. Pete to ask Kevin Cash some questions and attempt to slow the Rays down? Rays, Rays are off to a tremendous start. I'm not sure they've buried the Yankees, Mike's Yankees yet, uh, but uh, they are off to a big start. Yes. Yes, that's your baseball knowledge. Uh, I am Rob6719. Why does Brandon Helwig? Mm. Always get the first question in the press conference. Does he have some sort of Helen Thomas agreement? That reference to a reporter who covered the White House beat for many Rest years. Peace, right? Yes. Okay. I would say, for me at least, I don't know that there's any rule, uh, but I have always participated in that deferential uh, treatment towards Brandon because he's covered the beat for more than 20 years. Uh, and really, the advance of the internet age and, and the work that he does at UCFSports.com. So I think that's, at least for me, why. Uh, yeah, never. I've never stepped foot in the interview room there, and, and that's probably by uh, by great design on UCF's part. But I assume it's the same trace. I mean, Brandon's been the the OG and governed UCF for a long time, so um, I think it's a, it's a it's a nice opportunity for him to always kind of lead us off. Plus, on the bright side, I always get to know what people are eating that week and what's what someone's food dish likes are. So Brandon's always got a good question that'll inform me, similar to my peeps question. Yeah, well, some maybe are, Brandon ask Gus if he likes peeps next time. Some are friendlier than others in the questions that they ask. Sure. I've learned. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. All right. What do you think of this live experiment? We've pulled it off technically here in the Have hall at yeah. the Celeste Hotel. Yeah. I have a couple of things. One, I don't, I don't like the cameras higher up than normal, right? So they're usually looking at the monitor. It's up here. So I feel like I've been, I've been moving my eyes around a lot. Staring at this camera does not help because there's a light right behind it that may or may not be blinding me. Um, I also look like a tomato, which is not what I was hoping to do today. And I don't like to wear headphones. Um, and these are very large headphones. Outside of that, I loved it. Other than that, it was <laughs> loved great. It. Where loved are we live it. at next week? I kind of like the idea of going remote. Um, uh, where do you want to? I mean, <laughs> I got to drive up to Jacksonville. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Home and road. That's where I'm with you, Trace. I'll find a nice little, uh, really good spot by the house. Craft beer. I can get you craft beer. Ooh, yeah. I like that. I want to thank Carlos McCants and the Varsity Knights for welcoming us today. Really to be cool. Part yeah. of the uh, golf tournament. We're going to take a little time with the spring game and the baseball game tomorrow, but we'll get some coverage up and in the interviews. We uh, spoke with Traquan Smith, Gabe Davis, Blake Bortles, Dante Culpepper, Mackenzie Milton, Joey Porter. Uh, I mean, Joey Grant. Joey, Joey Grant. Porter would have been cool, Grant. by the way, yeah. if he was there. I don't know why he'd be there, though. Joey Grant. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry about that. Uh, thank Leo for being a part of it. Team coverage tomorrow. You in the stands. Leo on the sideline. Me in the press box for the spring game. And, of course, uh, Stephen Branca uh, talking Easter eggs and baseball. And uh, Eric Lopez, who will join Stephen Branca on the call. Yeah. We've got. Uh, I like those two. Two of my favorite UCF people. That's awesome. Yeah, that's yeah. a good. Uh, it's a good cast. We had a, a packed show. We did. We are at the Celeste Hotel 
on the UCF campus. If you're in the area, you want to hang out with us. We're going to break down all this equipment, turn off the bright lights, and then we're going to go hang you said out. We the, break down this equipment. Well, I'm going to. We. I'm going to take out my phone <laughs> and turn off the light. I don't know any of Fair what enough. you put together. I have <laughs> I no idea. Yeah. I have no idea what yes. you've done, but you pulled it thank off you. technically. Yes. And I thank you. And it's been great to to share the microphone yes. with you and hang out all day. We really don't get to do that that often. It's been a while. No, this right? is the most time you and I have ever spent around each other. I'm rethinking some stuff. That's all. <laughs> well, I want to thank you. Uh, UCF Mike, we miss. We hope he'll be able to work out his schedule and be yep. back with us soon. For Adam Eaton, I'm Trace Jolko. Go Knights! Charge on. I'm Gabe Davis. Thanks for watching the Sons of UCF. Gabe Davis. This is a good golfer. Sports Social Podcast Network. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.